Welcome to Arcade Attack. <laughs> A retro gaming podcast for up to four players. Sonic Boom! Phoenix Sonic! Welcome listeners, it's Adrian here, and we're here for another Arcade Attack podcast. We have got... Jester James. Jester James. <laughs> I'm the funny guy, am I supposedly? Yeah, yeah. Um, Sir Knight Keith. I don't know. Guy, there's not a lot of things with the start of a K. No, yeah. <laughs> no. Knight, the I'll Knight take Keith. It, I'll take it. Um, what's mine? Dylan the Demon Slayer. The, that's pretty good. the Duke of the Dillmeister. The Duke <laughs> yeah. of Dylansville. I'll take any of those. Kind of think of a sort of medieval kind of fantasy sort of name. So. And who are you? I um. Archbishop Adrian. Adrian. Alch- <laughs> Alchemist, Alchemist Adrian. Adrian the Archbishop Adrian. Oh, man. Let's, let's talk about 2003. Okay, what happened um, in 2003? Uh, we were 21. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. It was a funny year for me because that was the year when my family left Croydon. Mm. I'm talking about my mum and dad and my two brothers, and mm. I was left behind. They left me yep. behind. Left right behind. They left you behind in Selden. <laughs> they went to Evesham, which you know is up, up not too far, about maybe two, three hour drive, mm. kind of near Worcester way. But I was left behind. Mm. I was left behind because I was a young dad at the time, uh, just finished uni, uh, working full time at Saver Point. Mm, Saver Point. Saver Point. I love those deals. I love those. <laughs> you just pay the postage deals. <laughs> love those. It's true, but. I was- <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah. but I was a bit of a nomad because I was before we I settled on a certain house I was kind of living a little bit at Alice's uh, Alice, uh, Emma's house we'll talk about Emma a little bit later and I was living at Kev's family house uh, like a little bungalow in Hamsey Green and I was kind of just we were we, basically long story short me my mate Kev who's been on the pod before mm, Kev yep and James not James John John, sorry. John. No, get to say hold on a minute you never lived in my house <laughs> that you knew about yeah remember those, yeah, that, those strange noises I in the loft I wonder what that kind of those, those two <laughs> bright eyes in the loft were whenever I opened the hatch and basically yeah me Kev and John we were going to live together in a crazy house an animal house, if you will. An animal house. Animal house. No, there's no animals living there, but we, we it looked like there was animals there. Like pigs, <laughs> apart, from, <laughs> yeah, apart from you. Yeah. <laughs> I think I probably cleaned about four dishes while I was time there. But it was the infamous 111 Selsden Park Road. Keith remembers it I well. remember it, yeah. James has been there too. Uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, Dylan knows it all too I well. I know very well, sir. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we, we were young and immature and up for all types of shenanigans early, let's be honest um, I had my PC in my bedroom didn't really play games too much on my PC at the time I had my PS2 but it was kind of that weird time we spoke about it briefly before where we kind of I kind of fed out a love of gaming a little bit didn't do much gaming at the time we did a new game called Drinking we did lots of drinking <laughs> yeah that was it drinking yeah. and maybe other stuff but we're not going to talk that about game that too much quite a lot didn't it <laughs> yeah mm. um, but saying that there were two games that, that I did play during this period, and they were both PS2 games, and they were Burnout, Burnout, Take, Take Down, and this one, and this one, and yeah. Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance. So for me, there's a bit of an affinity of those two, and I think I think I'm going to tease our listeners a bit. We might in the future do a Burnout Takedown or I think Burnout get series. A lot of, uh, a lot of mm. the Brucey bonus for that. So think, yeah. and they also start with B as well, Baldur's Gate and Burnout. So there's that link as well. They're both PS2 titles, but they're the two games that we played often, and actually. Um, we're talking about, more about Burnout another day, but Baldur's Gate, me and John used to play a lot. Mm. And actually, I messaged John, because uh, you know, I don't see John too much these days, sadly, but I did message him. We're still in contact on Facebook. And I said, Hi, John. Soon I'll be covering Dark Alliance in the podcast for Arcade Attack. I was wondering if you'd be happy to write a quick review or memory of the game I could read out on the show. You introduced me to the game and would love to share your thoughts. And he says, To be fair, fella, I know that I really enjoy playing them both, but my memory of details is far too sketchy to do a review. <laughs> he said, "Poignant words indeed from John. <laughs> words to live by." I said, I, "No props. I'll mention that we played together. I hope you enjoy the pod once it's out. So yeah. let me know, John, if you enjoy the pod." So now we're going to try and refresh his memory, right? This is this whole pod is trying to. It's a bit like that bit with Conrad in flashback, trying to rebuild his memory. <laughs> yeah, basically. we're going to try and build, rebuild John's memory. He's got sketchy. He, he came up. He said, "Look, to be fair to John, he came back. He said." I've played so many other games since. I do recall, though, 
back when it came out, it was probably the best RPG local co-op of its time on the PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll, we'll see if we agree with that in a minute, won't we? Mm-hmm. That's quite a niche title, though, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Imagine the best... PS2 the best co-op, local, local co-op on the PS2. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that would get people's uh, tongues waggling, wouldn't it? Um, look, this game, me and John loved it. We were playing in the living room together. It, I just loved it. It was a two-player game. Uh, I've never really been a massive RPG fan. I know you can say, but well, you like Zelda. Zelda's not really... <laughs> it's not an RPG. It's not no. RPG. You know? no. It's not really my genre. But I, I lo- really enjoyed it. It was so accessible. Do you like it, James? I don't like it. I love it. Yeah, but it's it, it is a great game, and I think we were talking um, we were talking just before we we kind of hit the hit record on the mics, and we were saying um, that there's it gets I think compared or overshadowed probably by the Diablo series, and I know there's a there's so much love out there for the Diablo series, and rightly so, great selection of games, but I, uh, I there's there's a there's a kind of a, I don't know what it is with this game. There just is a, a hook yeah. for this game that is just so good. It's just, it, there's a great feel to it. There's great atmosphere to it. Um, and I would be more on this side of the fence, the Dark Alliance and the Baldur's Gate type games than the Diablo side. So, which is probably not an unpopular opinion, I suppose, but. Um, I thought you were going to say this side of the gate. That this side be, of the gate. That would have been a better answer. Yeah, not the fence, the gate. Sorry. <laughs> Adrian's, go, Adrian's going with the, uh, with the dad jokes again. But yeah. So I'd be more more leaning kind of towards this in terms of the experience, the gameplay and everything than Diablo. Even though I've sure. played both, I'd probably pick this one like every day of the week. And Diablo Great. is on consoles, but traditionally Diablo is more of a sort of PC game. Yeah. And in- interestingly, Baldur's Gate was originally a PC RPG game. Never played them. The original kind of, original, the really heavy RPG. Just, just the Baldur's Gate. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Whereas Dark Alliance, I'm, I'm sure people won't mind me saying, is a slightly watered down, more console friendly hack and slash RPG. Mm-hmm. So I think it, it that's it, fair. I think it, it treads it very well, actually, but it's a bit different. So I don't know. Is it worth trying out the original Baldur's Gates? I probably won't, truthfully, but maybe. I don't think you anyone played any of those original ones. No, no. Back, back in the this day, is the only the first one. one. <laughs> yeah, back in the day, the first one, but I don't really remember it that well, so it can't have been like kind of made that much of an impression. Keith, initial memories or reactions or initial you... memories? I hadn't played it until about I don't know six weeks ago, <laughs> so I have no memories from back then. But yeah. I think we'll, we'll get more into it. But it's like noob friendly RPG. It is. Yeah, it's totally noob totally hit the nail on the head. Yeah. Man. So yeah. Me basically, I tried playing it when you first mentioned doing this podcast like a year ago. Yeah, we've so been teasing I, a bit. I downloaded it, got it on my PS2, and I played it for an hour, slaughtered some rats. <laughs> yeah, had a good time. Then just didn't play it. Then again, about a month ago, slaughtered some rats. So started again from the beginning. Uh, put on newbie newbie setting, like obviously because me, and <laughs> <laughs> beating yourself up again. Went a bit further. And then haven't played this. <laughs> oh, Dylan. But I've got some thoughts, but you can. I'll share them later. I'm looking I've forward. Oh, yeah. Fast. Well, let's go from 2003 to 2021 because, you know, I played the first Dark Alliance. I don't think me and John completed it. I'm sorry, John. He might say, Adrian, you liar. Why'd you say that? We're the best of video games. Of course, we completed it. I don't think I ever completed it. So I thought it's one of those games I picked up on eBay. I thought, I've got good, good memories of this. I must have picked it up in the maybe 2020. And then I thought it was a it was a lazy autumn, a lazy afternoon. Kids were upstairs playing. Me and Becca were alone. I've mentioned this story before. Uh, and like, what do we do? <laughs> and we, we used to play card games together. We used to play Shrek on the PlayStation Two. I think oh, we played yeah. that's a good game actually. And we used to play like little. What else do we play? We we have played a few games together, like um, Castle of Illusions. Is that a two player one? Oh, World of Illusions. Yeah, one, yeah, one, yeah, one, yeah, World of Illusions. Yeah, yeah. We've done that. We, played, we bust out a few platforms. Yeah, I was yeah. like, I said to Becca, do you know what? I've got a game I mean be meaning to play, and I played it with John. And uh, would you want to play it with me? And she was a bit sceptical. Do you want to check out my Baldur's Game? (laughs) (laughs) I I want to see your Dark Alliance. No, 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 just just reach over there and grab my Baldur's. (laughs) Just no. Um, (laughs) Sorry. And I thought I was a little bit. I'm not sure if Becca's really going to like it. You know, it's quite a fancy sort of RPG game, but she likes Lord of the Rings. So I said, let's give it a go. And we put it in. And I'll tell you what, we were, we were smashing it out. We loved it. We played it for the next sort of two or three weekends, found a bit of time here or there, and it was so fun. I, it brought back all the memories, and we completed it. Oh, that's awesome. Yes. That's awesome. And I was like, 
How about we start number two? <laughs> oh, there's a sequel. <laughs> yeah. And we've done that. I will talk about one and two like, probably in a minute, but it was so good. I love it. I love it when you play games together and you see it through. I just love it. And, um, you know, Becca's not the biggest gamer ever, but when we connect on certain games, it's really quite a fun adventure playing games together. So I killed rats with a, with a, with a partner. Not on, no, not on my own. No. It's better than killed Yeah, me and Dill killed rats alone. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> everybody get those tiny violins out. <laughs> well, Dark Alliance was released in 2001, and obviously it's an action role-play game, hack and slash. What consoles was it released on? It's not just the PS2, the one that I've played. Similar gen? Ooh. Similar gen. GameCube? Correct, Amondo. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, other ones? Mm-hmm. 2001. Mm-hmm. Xbox? Yep. Ooh. And there's one more, one more curveball. Which I haven't played. The one this one? (laughs) (laughs) The Wonder Mega? Could you imagine? No, interestingly, a little bit like uh, Max Payne. Spoiler alert, that was also released on the... On the GBA? Yeah. That's I, mad. I actually really want to play it. I've never played... I've seen a few screenshots of the GBA version. I'm not going to mention it much mm. today, but it's, it's actually quite interesting. The GBA How? Was, the GBA was strangely powerful. Yeah. How did it's an interesting little handheld, that. Yeah. They managed to squash all of that into... Well, that's incredible. It, it's a different... It's a slightly different view. It's a slightly different game, but it's got good reviews, actually. The PS2 Xbox were made by uh, High Voltage Software, which I've mm. heard before. They're, they're quite respected. Um... Um, oh, sorry, no, take that back. Snowblind Studios made for the PS2 and Xbox. High Voltage Software made the GameCube version. And uh, Magic Pockets for the Game Boy Advance, apparently. Magic Pockets? Magic Pockets. Oh, the Magic Pockets on the Game Boy Advance. Yeah. Oh, uh, no, no, I think that's the company name. <laughs> no, the that's company. the company name. Not, They're not called the... Magic Pockets. How do they? Not the the... Com- no, the company is Magic Pockets, right? How do they? Not the game <laughs> Magic Pockets. Which no. is a good game, actually. How <laughs> Right, hang on. Forget the game, Magic they? Pockets. Right. We're talking company. Yeah. Production company. I'm yeah. going to name a company Rainbow Islands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, this is the first Baldur's Gate game released on consoles as opposed to PC. It never got ported to the PC, I believe. Oh. So, which is quite interesting. Um, published... By Black Isle Studios, part of Interplay, um, a 4K port of the game has now been released on Xbox One, PS4, PS5, Nintendo Switch, PC, PC sorry, take it back, and Xbox Series. Mm. So the, a kind of 4K port. It's, it's, I wouldn't really call it a, a complete remaster, maybe, but... You know, the, the, tight, the tightening up. I'm shining tight, yeah. tight it up and just sharpened it and brightened it and stuff like that. But it's expensive, though. It's expensive. And actually, interestingly, when I was making these notes, I had to edit it slightly because literally only a few days ago maybe a week or two ago they've just quite quietly released Dark Alliance 2 a mm. uh, remastered version which yeah. was all a bit just, just announced it very recently there you go um, the game is set in the Forgotten Realms campaign setting uh, this whole setting this whole Dark Alliance from Dungeon, uh, Dungeons and Dragons gameplay based on the third edition of D&D Oh. Yeah, it, I'm looking at Dylan there because he's a D&D master I don't know the first edition of D&D <laughs> <laughs> but it is there's a, there's a lot of Dungeons and Dragons elements you know, part, mm, it's part of this whole yeah, universe yeah, yeah. I'll tell you who would know Eric our good friend yeah Eric <laughs> Mr. Wolberg he would know wouldn't he he would I wonder if he's played these games I'd be interested to know um, in the first game you have a choice of three basic characters mm. do you remember who they are vaguely do you have a, you've got like a butch warrior kind of type of guy haven't you then a dwarf maybe Mm. Well, I've got here an elf sorceress, a yeah. human archer, or a dwarf fighter. Oh, so no, oh no! Um, do you know what I'm thinking of the second one? Yeah, I do know the I do know the sorceress though. Cause yeah, that's, that's that's the one. You, you know her to, well. You? You're <laughs> actually, <laughs> actually familiar. With I'll the tell you this. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> but no, because you because one of the good things about it is you can um, the whole thing is a choice between like brute force, yeah. distance attacks, or magic, mm. which from like the outset is really cool because then you have to search for different like power was, ups and stuff was. like that. So that's that's quite cool. Yeah. Interestingly, when I was playing with Becca, I was uh, the dwarf, a fighter, tough, yeah. and Becca was the sorceress. There you go. Who would have I was sorceress when I played. I was as well. Yeah. <laughs> and I went fancy being a lady. Oh, okay. yeah, I quite like being able to shoot fire from my hands. The fire no hand. one likes yeah. the archer. No one likes the archer then. The fire hand thing is I cool. don't know though. I didn't get too far into the game, but there were bits where I wished I had a The archer's arrow. very handy with <laughs> yeah. some of the bigger like bosses and yeah. stuff. So yeah. I found the archer a little bit clumsome. I found I okay. found more hand-to-hand combat me personally, but you know, that's just me. Eh? Have you just made up a word? Clumbersome. Clumbersome. <laughs> it's, it's clumsy and cumbersome. Clumbersome. I love that. Right. Yeah, yeah. Get that in the dictionary. Get the, get the domain name. Clumbersome.com. Clumbersome. Clumbersome. Can you imagine? I, I'm going to... I'm going to... 
upset James a bit now because I'm going to do the back of the box a bit earlier than James Oof. would do normally. Well, that's not right. Oof. I know. That's not right. He usually saves the best to last, but I thought no, I'd do it now. On. I'm kidding. <laughs> go on. You go for it. Back of the box. Dark Alliance. A new legacy begins. Experience the massively popular world of Baldur's Gate as never before. Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance thrusts you into an epic adventure filled with intense action, intricate puzzles, and sinister intrigue where your mastery of cold steel and devastating spells is the only thing between you and ultimate evil. Hack and slash your way through more than 40 action-packed levels. Battle over 35 vicious creatures, including Galantius Cubes. Gelatinous Cubes. Which is a D&D kind of a... Yeah, Gelatinous Cube and Final Fantasy. Love a Gelatinous Cube. Don't mess. Giants and Dragons. That's a weird... Three villains to mention, especially because I can't pronounce the first one very well, but there you go. <laughs> Play one or three of amazing he- heroes, each with their own unique powers, appearances, and skills. Can you imagine if their appearances weren't unique? Be, well, yeah, they're all the same. Same. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, they're all dwarves, so they're incredible all incredible single or two player cooperative play. Customize your character to gain new attacks and abilities. Produced by the award-winning Black Isle Studios and developed by Snowblind Studios using the third edition Dungeons and Dragons rule set. There you go, that sums up pretty well, doesn't it? Um, the main, uh, you know, this is a big game, lots of people involved. I'll mention a few of the big players. It was produced by a gentleman called Darren Monaghan. The line producer was Kevin Osborne. Designer was Chris Avalone. Lead programmer was Ezra Dreisbach. And the art director was Brian Sostrom. I managed to find quite a few of these people on Twitter and stuff, and I messaged all of them saying, Are you up for an interview? No reply. Silence. No, no one must talk no about no. Dark Alliance. We don't talk about Dark Alliance. <laughs> one bit of news that I've got for you since we've been talking <laughs> is that Clumbersome.com is available. <laughs> Get it, buy it. How much is it? <laughs> Welcome to Clumbersome.com. So if listeners, if you try and go for it now and it's not taken, you know, who's got it? Is that <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is like apprentice style, isn't <laughs> yeah. it? Oh, you want their website too bad, or you bought it. <laughs> Clumbersome. But I love, the, I love the use of the word thrust on the back of the box there. I know, right? Mm. And I don't know about... I don't know about what did it say about the puzzles? Well, intricate puzzle. I, I wouldn't it go does as have puzzles. It has puzzles. I wouldn't go as far as to say intricate, but yeah. Yeah, that's no, fair. But it, it does yeah. have some puzzles. We'll yeah. talk about the gameplay a bit, but I don't think puzzles is its biggest selling point. But then it's, you know. No, but it has got puzzles. But it's, it I'm, does. I'm glad that's not its biggest selling point, which I'm sure you'll come on to. Dark Alliance was first revealed. Uh, on November the 7th, the year 2000, when Interplay confirmed to IGN that a PS2 game based on Baldur's Gate 2 had entered production. Following the cancellation of the Sega Dreamcast port of the original Baldur's Gate. Did you ever know that? I didn't know they were going to release it on the Dreamcast. Crazy. Uh, Fergus... Fergus Urquhart. You, you know better than me. And he's been on his big interview. Fergus. Fergus. And actually, what the fear? You Fergus. He he was involved in this as well. So I actually messaged him again. So all oh, look, yeah. we, we would you? He's a big name. Yeah. He was involved in the fallout. We have a text interview with him somewhere. On he's the short and sharp. He answered about a third of my questions, but he was nice of him. I'm not going to have a go at him. It's nice of him to do that. And I was like, oh, you know, but he never replied either. So okay. I pronounced his surname, his, his name wrong. That probably Fergus Urquhart. That's the one. And he stated, this is his big kind of selling pitch. We recognise the tremendous demand for a Baldur's Gate game on PS2. We're totally committed to making Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance a completely original experience that both console gamers and RPG fans will enjoy. And Ryan Geifman, he was the director of Snowblind at the time, said, we are developing the game from the ground up to take full advantage of the sophisticated PS2 technology, our goal is to push the hardware to its limits, thus create stunning environmental effects and highly detailed characters never seen before on the console. And they invented a whole new game engine for, for this particular game. They called it the Dark Alliance engine. Nice. Yeah. Which was built specifically for Dark Alliance. Why did and they call it that? that uh, yeah. Interestingly, <laughs> though, this 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 particular um, engine would later go on for obviously the sequel but also Fallout Brotherhood of Steel and The Bard's Tale nice that's pretty cool isn't it must have have been yeah must have been pretty successful then and graphically the Dark Alliance engine is a major improvement over the engine used for the original PC Baldur's Gate game the Infinity engine so not the Infinity Stones the Infinity (laughs) engine it is it is it is a really good looking game 
as well because it's really smooth and the lighting and the atmosphere is so good mm. nice shout when you walk <clears> through water can you explain when you when you walk through water it it ripples it, it yeah does. but it's more it's, it's more, more than, than just it's, a ripple <laughs> it's, it's not just like so in some games <clears throat> you'll get especially around that time you, you'll walk into water and it will just do like a predetermined kind of, like a lot of two or three ripples yeah. yeah exactly this actually has like you, like yeah. soft wave effects mm. and like it's, as you walk you almost get like a mini bow wave yeah. don't you and exactly. it's like it's but it, it's it's the the sound and the and the graphics with that as well. It like I know it's a PS2 game, so obviously from PS1 PS2 is yeah. a big jump. But it, it it looks so good. It's so smooth. It's just so I don't know. I don't know what it is about it. It's just so playable. Yeah. Partly because of the fact that it, you just want to keep looking at the you know the dungeons and the graphics and the fire yeah. and all that sort of stuff. And it, the well, yeah. are brilliant, brilliant. It's got here. It's got dynamic lighting, real yeah, time shadowing, really and 3D models of characters and environments. It's absolutely stunning. Game. It is. It is. You know, it's one of the best looking PS2 games. I'm going to say that. I'm, I'm saying it. <laughs> the gameplay. Let's talk about that gameplay. It's a hack and slash bird's eye view RPG light masterpiece. That's my little summary there. <laughs> yeah. You are rewarded for killing enemies with money, weapons, and power ups. Plus, you can eventually level up, allowing you to learn new spells, mm. attacks, and moves. Plus, overall strength, speed, and agility. I've got the whole list in a minute, but it has a few puzzles and memorable characters, which again makes the game so alluring and rewarding. Would you agree with that gameplay? How would you, James? Go in a bit more depth, please. Uh, well, I mean, you, you start from kind of a very humble beginning and you can pick up like a short sword mm. or a dagger <laughs> yeah. or a shield, for example, and you get things like basic health potions and magic potions and you have like a basic fire spell and all that sort of stuff. But as you kind of like move through, not only is it a case that you have like the sorcerer's magic, you've got like the, the archer's bows and things like that. So you have to choose between, you know, your character carefully, depending on your play style. Yep. But as you go through, you pick up lots of different items, money yes, to be yes, able to buy yes. stuff from traders and things. But the weapon system is so cool because you can upgrade almost any weapon, can't you? Yep. Um, by adding like little gemstones. Ah, you're getting a bit confused with number two. Oh, no, it's two. Mm. But, no, that's it. You get different, sorry, you get different layers of like the, the, the daggers and the shorts and stuff, but they get, um, they do have like magical power, some of them, don't they? That's right. Like that's right. Not the, gem, the gemstones number two. Yeah. But, but it's just, there's so much to kind of, there's so many layers that like it, it's just well, every everything yeah. you pick up out of chests and when you kill enemies and stuff it's like oh I haven't seen this before what's this it's so good and and that's part of the yeah. fun killing you go back and you'll kill the enemies because you want to see the loot it's so fun picking up the loot and sometimes loot is fun the worst thing is I can't carry anymore Becky's always yeah. complaining <laughs> no offence to the, the girl Adriana let's give her a name now no, Adriana he loves the <laughs> she <laughs> does, or Adriana I know she doesn't she can't carry a lot no. whereas I was I was you like you have to keep it. going you have to keep going and selling your stuff, don't you, to the guy in the... Well, not if you're Cromlech, he can hold loads of stuff. No, but if you're Adriana... It's like, it's like Linko, isn't it? These boots are really heavy. I'll just put them in my bag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is really fun. And, and what I like about it is, obviously, the further you get in the game, the, the weapons get better and better. And the third act, there's three acts of this game, in the third act, some of the weapons you get are ridiculous. Immensely powerful, aren't they? Oh, yeah. Like great big... Like fire axes, or <laughs> she nice. did complain back about it's not fair. How come you can hold these massive battle axes? Because <laughs> you're the fighter. Yeah, you're. you're can't can't you dual wield as well? Isn't there like a dual? Isn't yeah, there like a dual wielding type thing can, as well. Yeah, either two two handed weapons or you know have a. Yeah, it's That's very it. very cool. And actually. some of them are just absurdly large as well. And. Yeah, it's, it's cool. Did though. you did you guys get far enough to really experience that no, kind of? See, I still had rusty swords. And, yeah, yeah, I mean, I was still had a decent sword, but yeah, it's just like you keep shimming. I love the UI. I love the like the the menus and stuff when you can. It shows yeah. you the armor rating of things. And yeah, you can, oh, I'll just switch that. Oh, I'll just do that. And it is quite. That's it's quite nice and nice. easy. Yeah. Again, it's new, easy, new friendly, but surprisingly, new friendly. Yeah. it's easy. But it does actually introduce a lot of RPG elements in a way, mm. but easy enough to understand. Mm. That's why I'm put off of RPG games. I think a little bit because it does seem a little bit over the top. Mm. Whereas this game, it just holds your hand a bit, but it's still it, there's a lot of depth to it. There is surprisingly it, a lot more depth yeah. than people might think. Yeah, it's a pick up. You can pick it up easily. And especially mm. at the start, because you've got dungeons and rats. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Twice now he's killed loads of rats. Mm. Love got back to it. But <laughs> yeah, because you start out, it doesn't just like throw you into the middle of this no. frenzy. You mm. you do start in like very humble kind of beginnings and stuff, and everything's oh, yes. quite simple. But then mm. as you go on, the enemies get bigger and oh, tougher. And stuff. I mean, all I remember is the snow giants. Oh, they're great. The snow giants are they just like 
swarm you and if you haven't got a decent enough weapon at that point you're sort of like you're doomed. I like how you can use bits of the scenery as well like because oh, yeah. with, with the sorceress that bit with all the archers in, right at the beginning of the game is I was like how do I do this yeah. I'm like oh I can roll this box Mm. <laughs> so basically mm. roll the box towards them and kind of slash 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 yeah. and have the box and slash 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 I'm like, I like and that. there's uh, like barrels you can explode and if you yeah. time yeah. it properly it's great actually yeah. um, it, it's obviously similar to the, the Diablo games and I've played Diablo 3 and some people say that's not the best Diablo played their first one mm. uh, but it's not what they sound like as well. I'm playing the <laughs> why are you playing Diablo 3 when you haven't played so I you know <laughs> I, I kind of quite enjoyed Diablo 3 but it was almost how do I explain? When I was playing it, you had so many allies and people helping you. It's all, there's about a hundred people on the screen at one point. Whereas Dark Alliance, it's just a, a little bit more. You know what's going on. I found it a bit too crazy. Diablo Three. Um, I've got here the characters you can be. I've mentioned three. There is an unlockable character. Just saying. Oh, we'll come to him. No, so, I, yeah, go on. I, I, I've got something rattling around in here, but I guarantee it's probably from the second game instead. Well, we've got Vaughn. He's the uh, human archer. He's able to shoot lots of arrows and can handle any weapon very well. As long as you can find a lot of arrows and powerful and, and a powerful bow, it will work to your advantage. I didn't particularly like playing as that character, just saying. Kroblek, he's great. He's my favourite my favourite elf wielder. Um, I've got elf here. He's a dwarf, isn't he? Is he? Yeah, he's, yeah. Dwarf yeah, fighter, the elf isn't he? She, she's an elf yeah, she's the elf. So, yeah, he's the dwarf. Yeah, that's true. No, uh, she's like a dark elf, isn't she? Like, like, and then he's the dwarven fire, right? Yeah, that's right, yeah. yeah. And um, apparently you pay more for high price at the store as this character. That's a bit mean. It's a bit discriminationary, isn't it? Well, if you're the Probably dwarf... He gets charged more. Yeah, apparently. Ah, that's a bit racist. I'll buy it at a high price. <laughs> I won't. <laughs> I won't, I'll buy, sell it I won't you, be able to buy that for a dollar. <laughs> I'll sell it. Uh, Adriana, powerful sorceress. Uh, use her magic, best of abilities. Um, she can't wield axes or two, uh, and two-handed swords mm. like the others. But she can hold her own if you power up some of her great sort of uh, spells, and they get pretty crazy actually. You just sell those. You're like, oh, can't use this weapon, right? I just sell it. Get I'll a like, few little coins. You, in. you won't be needing that sword, will you? I'll take it <laughs> off your hands. <laughs> you, quite, you kind of like, if memory serves, you kind of don't need. Like, if you've got really strong magical powers and your your main are kind of um, recharges as you use it, yeah. you can get to a, a point where you're shooting like fire or ice or whatever and, right, and, yeah. it, and it recharges so quickly mm. that it, it's like, just if you pace it you, you don't even have to oh nice um, and there's other there's loads of other spells and stuff like that but if you focus on I think like just the magic and have just basic weapons you're going to you'll do much better as the sorceress right whereas as the fighter if you focus more on the weapons rather than the magic mm. you know so there is there is a lot I do of, like the levelling up thing it's like yeah, ooh, we it's can great. level up this I'm like ooh mm. okay I'll yeah. do that level up all the powers there's yeah, a lot of, there's a lot of thought gone into that character selection so if you complete the game you can unlock extreme difficulty mode. No thanks. <laughs> and if you, complete, <laughs> if you ex- complete the extreme difficulty mode, you can then unlock a new character called Dritzt. Dritzt. D R I Z Z T. Dritzt. I never played as Dritzt, but apparently he's quite a famous D and D character. He's quite oh, infamous. He's, okay. he's well known in the D and D circles, hmm. but apparently he's a he's got two wielded scimitars. Scimitar. 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 There you go. Like where would curved, I be about curved swords? Where would I be out? Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> and apparently you start with level sixteen and about well, one hundred twenty-two thousand experience points. Um, yes, obviously, please. really, really powerful. Fight. There he is. He's amazing. Look at Just him. had a quick look at the pick. He, yeah. he can't shoot arrows like the main characters. Oh, he looks cool. But he's a close combat master. He looks cool, doesn't like he? He's like he has a pet panther as well. Pet yeah. panther? <laughs> good. So like a dark Mixed elf up. kind of sword fighter. Yeah, really cool. Um, the main stats you can improve, I don't know if you remember these, James, but it's strength. And that's not just about how good you are at wielding swords, but you can, you can carry more stuff and things yep. like that. Uh, dexterity. You know, how, how good you are with using the bow. Uh, helps in your defence a bit as well. Wisdom, it's speed, a little bit of weapons, I think, as well, isn't I think, it? Yeah, quicker, quicker. Uh, yeah, wisdom as well, which can be quite good, uh, and charisma. I think Ooh. isn't that something to do with like you can like talk to the shopkeeper, and get cheaper prices, reduces and, the cost of items. Yeah, that's it. Um, yeah, actually, says he, this is one you can kind of ignore, but you know. It's like your classic D&D attributes, isn't it? Charisma. 
Charisma, yeah. you can't. We've got loads of charisma around this room. We don't need we to. We would be more. plus 20, <laughs> plus 20, just uh, something, something. Oh, man. And I'm just, it doesn't really help our listeners, but I'm just going to show you around the room. That's how the kind of stats are, if you remember yeah. correct, on your yeah, screen. Yeah, yeah. Real so, simple, real easy. Nice and easy to understand. Real yeah. simple, and you can sort of. For this character, I think you can improve your dodge, endurance, toughness, bull rush. And there's some of these, like, general abilities, but others, like, real big power-ups mm. and so forth. It's a really good selection, And some specific to that character, aren't they? So, bitches. Yeah, it's good. I remember getting a bit jealous, because towards the end of the game, Becca could unlock could have unlocked some ridiculous spells. I'm like, that's not fair. <laughs> I can just use my death blow. the man standing there with the biggest axe in the world, <laughs> saying everyone I like. I yeah. <laughs> um... Are you ready to be... Uh, do you want to hear the story of Dark Alliance? So we've kind of spoken yeah, about the game. Yeah. Uh, How'd it come yeah. about? Yeah? How'd it come about? No, the actual... The game the story, oh, story. story. Oh, I think... Well, no, okay. You like D&D stories? I do like you? D&D stories. Go on then. What's well, happening? How'd they, get, how'd they get there? The game takes place in the Sword Coast and the Western Heartlands areas of the Fearin continent of the Forgotten Realms. Yeah. Possibly. And it's <laughs> no, no, it did. Each, <laughs> each act of the game takes place in a different region. Act one takes place in the city of Baldur's Gate, believe it or not. Mm. Act two is in the Sunset Mountains, and act three is in the Marsh of Cleminda. I'm pronouncing these all wrong, by the way. Cleminda sounds like some kind of condition. Cleminda. Marsh of Cleminda. That's your special power that you can unlock later on. Um, the game obviously begins with Varn, Adriana, and Cromlech, and you arrive in Baldur's Gate. But uh, I don't like the. Have you watched the intro? Yes. These are mm. tough people. Yeah. You literally get taken down by a, by some crappy muggers. A group of yeah, yeah. they get mugged. Like some, yeah, it's a bit. Yeah. It's just a bit. Not, I, I, they hit you in your back's turn, to be fair. But I'm like, for goodness' sake. Anyway, you get hit down. These these thieves are uh, led by their leader, Karn. Uh, the City Watch saved the trio. Or, or you basically, and they take you to Elf Song Tavern to recover the famous tavern. I wouldn't mind going to that pub actually. It's got a lot of rats. Mm. It's a lot of rats. There's a lot of rats, no but rats. I'm going to have to take care of them now. <laughs> Dylan's yeah. an expert on taking yeah, I've our done rats. it twice now. <laughs> but in that particular tavern, the bartender, Alif, uh, tasked them to clear the tavern cellars of rats. In the cellar, they discover the thieves are using the tavern's sewer entrance to infiltrate the city. Mm. So, you know, you're helping out the, you know, you're helping out the pub and it gets, it opens a whole can of worms. Or rats. Can of rats. <laughs> yeah, can of rats. Can you imagine? When Elf Song's tavern employee, Elfon, follows him into the sewers and disappears. Oh, that guy. I know. <laughs> Jeez. Damn you, Elfon. I know. Uh, but he, they rescue him from thieves and he directs him to the nearby crypts where one of the thieves was headed. So you, the crypts, have they even got to the crypt section? No. That's, about, that's where I stopped yeah, playing. Same. Elfon okay. rescuing that guy and then I was like. <sighs> I've got to play some Robocop games now and that was that <laughs> please Dylan you've got to rescue my, my friends in the crypts no Robocop no, instead no 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 Robocop like, um, I t- I t- saying that I quite like the voice acting in the game do you know have you, yeah, you, know you speak to the character yeah the other character and actually there's a few actors and some are quite big and, oh really well, there's, there's one name oh, I recognise at least but I think they're really expertly done especially for a PS2 game mm, yeah. yeah it, do- it does fit Early the, the mood as well mm. anyway the crypts are quite you know it's dark it's pretty scary. But there you encounter Fired, a priest of Illmater, who requests their they help their help in stopping of the orb of the undead. So you have to rescue the or get the orb, which has been filled the crypts with zombies and skeletons. They destroy the orb and discover the thieves collectively known as Xantam's Guild. Ba ba ba. It gets deeper and deeper. Elfon, your favourite guy, Elfon. He introduced, introduced them to um, J. Herrick. Might be a, saying, a, a silent J, to be fair, Herrick. And that's played by John Reese davis Oh, really? Yeah. Which Jonathan is... Reese davis That's <laughs> crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. And he's, he's that door. Yeah, and he's, he's in, uh, Gimli, isn't he? Yeah, Lord of the Rings. Yeah, so there's a little link there. Yeah. Um, and he's a member of the Harpers, a, uh, a group of uh, dedicated to protecting the realm from evil. Impressed with the trio... Which is weird, because if you play one play, you're not really a trio, are you? They're no. just in the background doing nothing. Uh, but anyway, he's impressed by the trio. He invites them to join the Harpers and destroy Xanthan's Guild. They agree, and Jeherik shows them the Guild's entrance in the sewers. So the sewers is where you see the water effects. You know, yeah. I don't like, usually like walking through sewers, but just to look at the water effects <laughs> is worth it. You know, After navigating a gauntlet of traps, they they face and kill Khan. I don't remember Khan. He's, he's got that sort of mask, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, and then you find the, the guild master, the Beholder Xantam. They, you find and kill him, 
And then Jarek asks him to enter a portal which takes him through Act 1. Act 1 is complete there. Pretty crazy. And if and once you go through to the Act, I don't think you can go back. So Boulder's Gate is oh, a long okay. distant memory now. Act 2, it takes you to Sunset Mountains. What do you reckon of that particular slice of the... the, I only, I, the, 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 the thing that sticks out for me in that is like the, the, the ice levels where you have like the, <laughs> yeah. the kind of frozen bits, then the snowy bits, yeah. and then you get like different things attacking you. And then... But what's like... What's kind of frustrating, but also good for an RPG, is the fact you've got so many little offshoots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like at the end of an offshoot, it's not just like there's nothing there. There'd be like a chest with like a really great weapon Bingo. in it. Or so it's worth what it does encourage is it encourages. Is I think especially on that that um, that I, I section, ju- completely agree. It encourages you to actually properly explore and not just like do oh, speed run. No, which is great. I don't know. They've got it completely right because when you you want to explore, you want to get leveled up, you want to keep looking. You know where you're supposed to go, but sometimes you think, well, why is there why is there a path this way? Yeah, and it makes you. I, I when me and Becca played it, I swear we must have killed about ninety five percent of the enemies just because we explored pretty much every nook and cranny. Yeah. It was it's really quite an interesting game in that sense. But yeah, definitely the Sunset Mountains area. You're right. You're right, uh, J Dog. Um, yeah, so you go into the dwarven, um, you go into the dwarven mining village. Uh, you got to help the dwarfs. Um, the snow giants, the snow they're, giants, they're the ones that always get me because you have to, you have to be a decent level to be able to take them down, don't you? And the final boss, and you're right, it's some really good ice levels, but the final boss is the dragon Cyrax Sir- or Cyrix. Pronounce it all wrong, but maybe he's big in the D and D world. But the, the dragon fight was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, when you when you first kind of rock up, it's like you think, "Oh my god!" It's actually because before that, the, the enemies are all about the same sort of size. They are, but yeah. this dragon's pretty big, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So you, you missed. We, like, didn't, you get, missed we didn't get to the good bits. I'm still going to play it. Like I'm mm. going to just stop playing it because we've done the podcast now. But that's Act Two done. But yeah. you have to go to a portal uh, into the final act where you go to the Marsh of Chilimba, the marshes. How many hours total was Dark Alliance to complete? Mm. You I'd say about seven, eight, maybe nine hours. I would argue. Yeah, I'd say that. Was, I, I, I think that's probably. I think that's probably quite conservative. I think it's more than that. If yeah, you, if 10, you proper, 12? if you proper yeah. and and some, if you explore properly, um, it's true. If I remember correctly, I think it's more. But I mean, it depends. How, it depends on the pace you want to play it. Do you know what I mean? I mean, you can you can still collect like enough money and power ups and potions and all that sort of stuff to get decent power ups to be able to get through the game yep. at a kind of a mid level time. Um, but I was all, I'm always from the camp that if I see another kind of offshoot, I can't leave it. I've got to go down that route. I've got to see what's down there. Same, you know, man. You should yeah. see me playing Witcher. I literally, oh, I'll go down there. Yeah. I'll <laughs> do all that one. Yeah, I can't just leave it because I'm like, no. I've just missed out a whole portion yeah. of the game. No, and that's, that's just not right in my book. But I get that, you know, some people kind of want to rattle through it. But I think yeah, if yeah. you want to do that, maybe don't play this game. No, that's like, true. Take it, take it a bit more, like soak it all up. Hundred percent. Yeah, I would say it's, it's it can be a, lo- a very long game if you want it to be. But yeah, Act Three though, do you, you, there's a lot of marshes and sort of swampland, and you yeah. meet this guy. He looks like a, well, he's a big lizard, really, isn't he? Like a human lizardy sort of person called Slavas. Um, and he tells you about a certain tower called the Onyx Tower, and actually that's a really important part of the story. And he explains his inhabitants, Eldrith, the betrayer who has sworn vengeance against Baldur's Gate. So he wants you to kill this person. Uh, I'll talk more about this, this slave-ass character later, but he's not all what, what he seems. I don't know if you remember that bit, James, but it's quite an interesting little twist. But he reveals that you, you need to destroy this person. Um, the penultimate... So basically, he gets this tower eventually. It's huge, huge... It's, it's where it's that's where the game really comes at its own. I think the final level is a massive castle, isn't it? It's so impressive, it's like the, unbelievable, the, and just all the kind of graphics and the smoothness and the light and everything that you saw in the dungeons and the sewers yep. and all that sort of thing. It's just another level. It it's it just notches it up, doesn't it? It just it's great. Kicks it up a few gears. Um, you finally get to, to the penultimate level of the game. Is you get to the, the sort of towards the end of the tower, you meet this ghost of Keladon. Uh, the first captain of the company of the Western Sun. He, he explains that Eldrith once served Baldur's Gate as his greatest general, fighting a crusade against the Dark, the Black Horde. After defeating the city, she defied orders and led her army in pursuit of the ret- of the retreating horde. Trapping them in a ravine, they proved stronger than she had anticipated, and she asked the city for reinforcements, which never came. Eldrith survived, but her army was defeated, and furious, she rallied her remaining soldiers to attack Baldur's Gate but was again defeated. The city soldiers pursued her 
and her men to marshes of Kalimimba. There you go. Keep saying <laughs> Kalimimba. <laughs> and killed them all. However, Eldritch's rage was such that she returned to life, creating the Onyx Tower, which gave her access to the portals. Seeking revenge, she orchestrated the attacks against Baldur's Gate and created a dark alliance between ah. Xantam's guild, the Drow, and Sesvr's tribes. There's a lot of S's. There's a lot of, there's a lot of S's in there. Sesvr's yeah. tribes. <laughs> Anyway, it's gone. <laughs> it gets a bit confusing here, but it, we're near the end. But Kaleon or Kalion explains that if the trio defeat Eldrith, the tower will be destroyed and the ghosts uh, within will be freed. However, as they cannot leave the tower, it will likely lead to their own deaths. They find Eldrith on the roof of the tower, and we're talking about the you know huge witch basically uh, guarding another portal. She reiterates her plans for the destruction of the Baldur's Gate. If you finally fight and defeat her and she dies, uh, the whole tower starts crumbling and that's basically the end of the level. Uh, end of the game, really. But there's a little twist. It is revealed that Slavas, that lizard guy, he manipulated the heroes to defeat Eldrith for his unidentified master. Ba-ba-ba. No. He tells his master that the heroes have died within the tower and Eldrith is no longer an obstacle. As such, they can now uh, proceed with their plans. Meanwhile, the trio emerge in an unknown forest and are surrounded by dark creatures. Act three complete, game over. And that leads us nicely to Baldur's Gate 2, which I'm not going to get as much detail, but that's the end of the first game. So it ends on a cliffhanger. It does. Wow. That's annoying. Uh, yes. <laughs> it's annoying. <laughs> yeah. It's just been closed book. That's it, finished. <laughs> it's annoying. They're all dead. It's annoying, but, you know, it's got some. The first game was really well received on all platforms. I think. Um, Metacritic records all the versions as, as receiving it. Generally favourable reviews. The PS2 version is generally seen as the best. Xbox I'd version is, is probably second. GameCube's third. And uh, they would say the Game Boy Advance is probably the fourth best version. The PS2 version went on to win the Academy of Interactive Arts and Sciences Award for Role Playing Game of the Year. Actually nice. defeating the hot favourite, Final Fantasy X. Oh, well. there you go. Eat that Final Fantasy X fans. Eat that FF10. No! I'm an FF7 kind of guy. Yeah. The hot <laughs> favourite at the time that was defeated. Mm. Uh, David Smith of IGN scored the PS2 version 9.4 out of 10, giving it the Editor's Award and calling Dark Alliance Engine one of the best 3D engines yet devised. Mm. Uh, he he dismissed, uh, dismissed criticisms of the game as a Diablo clone. And good on you, David. I agree. Yeah, he said the gameplay is much deeper than such a comparison suggests. His only criticisms were some anticlimactic boss fights and repetitive music. Fair. Well, I, you were talking about—is it El, El, Eldrith, wasn't it? The boss at the end of the first game. Yes. I seem to remember that she's actually not that difficult to beat, and it was like the the build up was so massive in yeah. like the tower because the tower you go through a number of different like think, areas and you, you see like zombies and it's, I mean, it's almost like crypt levels where the like, people are dead like it's quite interesting That's right. actually quite dark yeah the, but the, i mean the, the, the like the loot is off the chart yeah. like you end up changing your best weapon like 10 times because literally the stuff it churns out and it's yeah. like that's quite good because it it's obviously increasing the pace and everything i just seem to remember that like the final boss is not that hard yeah I think especially that's fair. if you especially if you like you're the archer or the sorcerer and you start lobbing magic and arrows and mm. stuff. That's um, with a lot of RPGs. Though. If you've you, done the time to get all the secret stuff and build up your character properly, then it'll be yeah, I, I mean, I, yeah. I and some so, of the but, previous bosses were bigger and and, and like, almost oh, a, yeah. a big chunk of the screen. Whereas, no offense to her, you know, the witch, just, just a just a human sized. She has some cool magic, but yeah, I agree. Yeah. Maybe that's a fair point, actually. I, don't know, I, don't, I wouldn't say it kind of soured it, because I suppose you're like, yes, because I've like built the character up. But yeah. I just seem to remember that it, it when I play, played it first time, it didn't quite have that sort of hammer me, blow. I had the sequel right there in my hand. <laughs> I said, don't worry, Becca, we're carrying on the story. Yes. We'll talk about the continuation in a minute. But the game sold over a million copies. That's, That's pretty good, isn't it? Yeah. It was listed as number 66 in IGN's top 100 PS2 games of all time. IGN ranked Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance number seven on its list of the top eleven Dungeons and Dragon games of all time. Top eleven. <laughs> top eleven. <laughs> top eleven. <laughs> I love it. Number seven <laughs> in the top eleven. <laughs> What's number one then? I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. got the list. Oh. <laughs> Just number seven. Um did you play Dark Alliance two, James? Yes. 
Did you play Dark Alliance 2? Not yet. Did you play Dark Alliance 2? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if I was playing it in the wrong order, but Dark Alliance 2, what did you think of it first in impressions? So it felt like a, like a Dark Alliance game, which is the first thing I was looking for, because sometimes with, with sequels, yeah. especially where there's a game, there's an engine being built for it, where it's got great atmospherics, and you sort of think, right, here we go, they're yeah. just going to kind of either rehash it, or it's going to look something completely different. But it feels the same. It kind of, the engine, again, does it really good justice, and the, they expand it quite well as well. So more characters, more weapons. You, do, you talk about upgrade. upgrade weapon thingy. Yeah, this was oh, the yeah. thing. Yeah, I got yeah. mixed up with the first one. But this this is the one where you collect gems different and gems, rubies. power stones and stuff. And you can you can essentially attach them to like almost any weapon. So you can choose like what to upgrade, when to upgrade it. Um, and then that ties into like the merchants and stuff like that because they have stuff for sale that's like pre-done. Yeah. So mm. you can buy stuff that's already upgraded. So there's there's a whole new layer to it. Um, but yeah, there is a gripe, a massive gripe that I have, which I mentioned to you before. I don't know whether I, shall I save it? S- save it for when we talk the gameplay. It. Go on. Interestingly, Dark Alliance 2 was only released, was released in 2004, only made for the PS2 and Xbox. So sorry, GameCube and GBA owners. Oh. You didn't get it. But it, it says it's a direct sequel and I've got a little, a little bit sad about it because it's directly a not, di- a little bit because there's, there's five characters first and foremost, which is a good yeah. thing. But it doesn't completely carry on where you left off, and these are five different characters. These aren't these oh. aren't aren't they? They're not the yeah, same people. Yeah. So I feel a little bit short changed. So you don't get to carry on their story. No, oh. uh, a lot of the characters are very similar. It's um, weird. No, no, Hello, my Adriana. Mm. <laughs> but we've got the human barbarian named Dawn Redbeer. Uh, we've got a dro monk, uh, Vahedra. Also weird. Pronounce it all wrong. <laughs> that's clearly that's clearly one of the members of the production team just flipped their name. Yeah. Yeah. A moon elf necromancer called Yusuran Arangel. He's actually really cool because he can like like raise zombies and stuff. And that's actually the character Becca plays. I want to play with my. That's cool. But she was that particular person. I was actually just for some context the human barbarian. Hand to hand. Uh, I didn't play as the dwarven rogue, uh, Barador Goldhand, or a human cleric. Called Alicia Faith Hammer. Faith Hammer, <laughs> not MC Hammer. <laughs> yeah, uh, which actually, interestingly, he did. Didn't he go down the kind of uh, religious route? Oh, MC Hammer. Yeah, yeah, I think he did, didn't he? He did. MC Faith Hammer. <laughs> MC Faith Hammer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nice tie in there. Yeah. Black Owl Studios. Oh, this is going to get Dylan's ear twitching because this is, uh, there's a link to Dylan here. Black Owl Studios used the code name for its projects after US presidents and vice presidents, an idea by Josh Sawyer. The code name for this game was Project Jackson. Yeah, <laughs> like suspect Jackson. Yeah, I do. do you want to explain to our listeners why I read that thing? Dylan's going to talk about this. <laughs> Back in the days, I used to come up with stupid projects before this stupid project, Arcade Attack. <laughs> and I was like, oh, you know, I played a big guitar or something. Oh, like we can make a band. I was like, what's good band names? So basically, I was working at Croydon Council, and they. This is a really long-winded story for this. <laughs> but they would... If someone external was sending you an attachment, they would put the word suspect at the bit on, the, on, the, on the subject line. Suspect. Nice and subtle. And then, like, my mate Reese wanted to show me a picture of our former friend Jackson from years ago because his girlfriend was hot. So he basically... <laughs> was that his first name, Jackson? No, uh, as you do. His name was Michael Jackson. No, it was not. He really was, right? <laughs> He really is. Probably still to this day, isn't he? <laughs> so he sent the photo over, but obviously the JPEG was just called Jackson. So I just got this email come through that just said, suspect, coming on Jackson. <laughs> and you were like, yes. yes. That's a good Would this been around 2004, out of interest? Uh, I don't know. It's so no, weird. later. Later, okay. later, later. And then I told Keith and he made me a nice T-shirt. <laughs> it was good for our non-existent band. It is so <laughs> Does your friend Michael Jackson know about this story? Keith does. I'm way not. I like. I used to hang out with him a bit at uni, but it's just like, yeah, he know, probably never knows the story. Suspect Jackson. Are you still Suspect Facebook friends? You can. You can no. Still... No. Oh, no. No. Michael no. Jackson. If you're listening, I have, I have very little to do with this individual, but he does have a big bearing on that T-shirt. Everyone wants to know: Was his girlfriend hot? Yes or no? She was. 
And I was like, well done, mate. We were like, that's why we sent him around. I was like, yeah, he's done all right. <laughs> Suspect Jackson. Were well, you called in the office going, why are you sending Rudy? Suspect Jackson. <laughs> so Quinn didn't really get that much what you sent out. Story. What said. But no, yeah. So, so do you respect Jackson. Project Jackson then? Project Jackson, yeah. I do. Because that, again, is a great name for a man. <laughs> Could you imagine? You can start a tour. Project Jackson supported by Suspect Jackson. It'd be too confusing for people. Oh, they yeah. wouldn't know. They wouldn't know his T-shirt to buy. Headliners: Jackson Five. <laughs> Jackson. Oh man! Warm up act. Hot girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's a good story. I hope our listeners enjoyed it. Yeah, that's cool. Um, so where? What, what, sorry, bring us back to Borders. Project Jackson. How many man hours? I, I don't have this number for the first game, but it's only for the second. How many man hours went into the development of this game? I've got a kind of the second. Yeah, be, uh, Baldur's Gate Two. <laughs> 12 million. <laughs> 12 million? No, Sorry. not that much. How many mm. people worked on it? 15,000. No, more than that, they've estimated. 20,000. It says here, according to one of the loading screens, and I guess I finally told, told you a fact about the game, over 100,000 man hours. Oh, that's a lot of time. Yeah. That's Which a lot is of weird because they've got the engine already. Surely you shouldn't take that long. I mean, the game looks pretty much similar to the first one. There's a few subtle differences. Is it a lot longer, the game itself? Or? It's about the same, I'd yeah. say. It, it is different though like as in mm. like they haven't just picked kind of areas and just then redressed them up they are new areas like the, I mean one that springs to mind is I think relatively early in the game yeah, yeah. you go up to like this enormous castle like this white castle yeah. and there's like blood on the floors and oh, everything that's true, that's and that's true. like that's again you sort of think well I've never seen anything like that before like it's really impressive to look at and yeah, it's yeah. really kind of scary in a weird way but they've not just so literally, they've not just cropped bits out of the first game mm. and just plonked them in the second. No, so it all looks new. In that it sense. is. It is all original kind of, you know, s- stuff. Which is why it surprises me sometimes when so many people talk about Diablo versus Dark Alliance because mm. it's Dark Alliance. You can clearly see they've spent so much time. Mm drawing, animating, coming up with all these different physics and stuff. Like mm. it, like the PS2 almost, you sort of think it's, it was a generation ahead. Yeah, it was great, right. it, it is that good. If people that good. Are, like, have never played it, never seen it, go on YouTube and have a look at some of the playthroughs. Um, I, I mean, you know, the, the graphics are, they hold up really, really well. So, yeah. Yeah, but I can, I can see why, I can see why it took as long as it did. And that's good, right? Applaud it to them because they could have just, you know, cut and paste, couldn't they? They could have really. Um, there is a few subtle differences, and I could have mentioned this earlier, but I think in number one, if you make, if you're playing a cart mode, if you make the kill, you get the experience points. If you collect the treasure, you keep that treasure. So it's, it's a little bit of, um, you know, I guess. Finders it's, keepers. Finders keepers, losers weepers. But yeah. in this game, part two, both players get 50% of the experience for each kill, no matter who kills them. So if you killed 100 rats, I killed one, I'll still get all the, the plaudits. How dare you, <laughs> And not only that, if you collected 100 bits of the treasure and I collected one, uh, it, all treasures split 50-50. How dare you, sir? <laughs> They're outrageous. So I guess it's it's trying to promote teamwork a bit more. Yeah. It's not really a competition, which I think I quite like. It's it's fair. I, mean, nice. I think if you're if you're doing co-op anyway, I mean, unless you really don't like the person you're playing with, and then in which case, why are they in your house? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, then, then, <laughs> yeah. I mean, then, like that? you're going to kind of have a bit of an understanding there mm. anyway. Oh, just oh, random yeah. people came into your house at the co-op game. I don't like you, <laughs> so I'm going to take half your treasure. <laughs> oh, that, no, that, more, that, all of your treasure. That means we're playing Dark Alliance One. Yeah. <laughs> um, Jay's mentioned it, but a big new feature of uh, Dark Alliance Two gives the player ability to create custom weapons and armor. Mm. You can improve items by using rune stones and gems. This increases the strength of an item. Uh, uh, you need at least one runestone to be used. Gems are optional, although adding gems increases the strength further and, and enhances certain of the item's attributes. That's right. Runestones, that's it. Runestones, that's the word I was looking for. Four difficulty levels. Uh-oh. There's easy, normal, hard, and extreme. Oh. Extreme is unlocked. Once I like a very easy mode. Very easy. Yeah. <laughs> Big mood. Practice. Extreme Practice is unlocked once the player has completed any of the... F- Free levels. Extreme mode takes the form of a new game plus and can be played... Uh, oh, this is interesting, actually. And can only be played by importing a saved character from the from another game. The game also contains two secret characters. Dritz comes back hmm. and Artemis Enteri. Uh, Dritz becomes available to use in the main game upon being any difficulty level. Uh, Artemis is unlocked upon defeating Extreme. I don't know much about... Artemis, but he's he's obviously a badass. Xbox solution 
gave the game 98%. Wow. Wow. <laughs> interesting. 98 yeah. Not much room, um, room there, is it? And I'm going to read a bit of the review. They said, Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance 2 features everything you want in an RPG and more. Custom item creation, five unique characters to play for the game, and two hidden characters to be unlocked as well. 60-plus um, unique and wonderfully detailed levels. Was it for, in the first game? 40, wasn't it? Uh, I think it's just... I think it's over 40, isn't it? But in this game, there's 60 more uh, levels. There's 60 levels. I think there's a, I think, a jump. I think they're longer as well, yeah. actually. Memory serves. I really enjoyed it. I like Dark Lights too, but James, there's one bit of it you didn't like. Well, we were talking about this earlier, and it's and it's it, to a lot of people it probably seems like a bit trivial, yeah. But actually, when you play it and you're playing it for 12, 15, 20 hours, I don't know what the I don't know what the length is on the second game. Mm-hmm. It's probably longer. It's got to be longer. It's got to be. It's, it's got game, more yeah. levels. But is is the kind of um, is the the the, the, the striking kind of. Um, fluidity and animation. So, sorry, the animation's quite good, but actually how you hit a character in the first one, you can mm. almost do like a mini combo. So you press like the hit button three times and they go bang, 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 like a nice fluid like combo. In the second one, there's no combos at all. Yeah, yeah, so it's yeah. just it's literally uh, like uh, a wooden uh, bang, yeah. bang, yeah. bang, back like that. And it's, and it's like, I played it as the, um, as the barbarian, you know, the warrior, the, the big butch fighter, as um, I think through my from my main playthrough, and it's just it, it it just strikes you as a bit kind of everything else looks so amazing, and he's here just kind of like really awkwardly swinging this uh. mace, and it's I don't know. I mean, don't get me wrong, you kind of get used to it. You get used to and, it, but and, it's and you forget about film. it. Yeah, after the first couple of levels, you're like, oh, whatever, I just deal with it. Um, and when you're casting spells or doing in arrows and stuff like that, it do, it's fine. Everything is, but it's just that kind of hitting animation. Just like yeah, true that. It, it's just like they must have just kind of put it as a Friday afternoon job and thought, oh, we'll just leave it and not bother doing Straight that kind of tavern. combo. Yeah. But you know, having said that, I want I don't want to kind of sour it too yeah, much I, because I, I think you know. it's bigger and better in many ways. But that is one one of the the downsides. Just an odd gripe. I know, it's an odd gripe. Yeah, it does when you play it for kind of ten hours, fifteen hours. It, you you know, it does kind of show up. But one positive thing to say about um, both games, and it's a word that doesn't get used that often mm. um, in, in games, is balance. It's a great balance okay. between atmosphere, between, you know, weaponry, between characters, between storyline. You know, games often lean in one direction, don't they? This is a good kind of mixing bowl of all the ingredients. Yeah, so, that's true. But... Both of them are superb, and I quite understand why they spent so long, you know, 100,000 man-hours or whatever. So it's a lot of pizzas, but bravo. And uh, Dark Alliance 2 is now available on the Switch. Um, So if you are an angry (laughs) Nintendo uh, player back in the day who didn't get it on the GameCube, you can now play it on the Nintendo console. Yeah, uh, I haven't played the remastered versions. They got pretty good reviews, I think, but... Well worth trying. I mean, the X- well, the Xbox, I don't know what the, the um, Nintendo version uh, priced at, but the Xbox, I checked it out yesterday, and they've got, um, it's 30 quid for just the original. Oof. Um, that's pretty steep. The, Do you know what I mean? The PlayStation yeah. one, I think, is twenty four ninety nine. Hey, yeah, yeah, you're no, not no, getting confused the by the new Dark Alliance game, are you? You're talking about the remaster. No, it's the remaster. Yeah, this, original, is, yeah. this is the, yeah. Because I had a look, because I thought, oh, I might carry on playing it. I might try this one out. But I will wait for it to become It's simple. a bit pricey, <laughs> yeah, I think, for that price tag. Baldur's yeah. Gate 2 actually finishes on another cliffhanger. What? <laughs> it introduces it. Yeah, no, it does. What? But don't worry, because it gets you ready for Dark Alliance 3. Because Dark Alliance 3 was in development. But it's not, didn't make it. Black Isle Studios began work on a further sequel, Baldur's Gate 3, The Black Hound. In 2000, they started in 2003, but Interplay faced significant financial crisis that year and shut down Black Isle, cancelling the game. Apparently, the game, uh, the third game was in, there was a 95% complete demo, including all the game functionality. So I don't know exactly how much of the full game was made, but it was, it was almost it was getting there. I mean, what, what gets me, we talk about like studios, not not to go off at a tangent here, but yeah. like when you say you say you give that kind of little like rundown there, yeah. and you always got to wonder when a studio like releases a game or a series of games that are so successful, mm. yeah, ninety eight percent, ninety five percent, you know, in all kind of publications, IGN raves about it, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and you think to yourself, you know, six months, a year, two years down the line, bang, doors shut. Yeah, you know, it, it, there's a lot more going on there than just making a good game, which is like it, it's awful. It's, it's kind of almost a bit upsetting, really, isn't it? Mm-hmm. That you think that they're pumping out such yeah. great quality games, but yet 
money talks and you know it's just all down to to, to that and well, then you got to think to yourself like what what have we not got that we could have got i've got something you know? here that explain my explain oh, well, though, there we go James. i know I, I didn't know you were going to say that no honestly, <laughs> nice segue there, there's quite a big lawsuit involved actually this is quite interesting in uh, and this i think this t- ties into why free wasn't released so in if, november 2003 snowblind studios who developed the original dark alliance uh, and they created the engine remember they filed a lawsuit against interplay uh, Snowblind alleged that Interplay had used their game engine in several games without their permission Ooh. and withheld royalties due from those sales of games. These games uh, were the GameCube version of the first Dark Alliance game, which was released by High Voltage Software, Fallout Brotherhood of Steel, we mentioned that, and Dark Alliance 2. The lawsuit was settled on April the 19th, 2005, and determined while Interplay could continue to publish materials already using the Dark Alliance engine, they could not use the engine any further projects. The lawsuit also saw Interplay transfer the Baldur's Gate trademark to Atari and temporarily transfer the Dark Alliance trademark to Snowblind. Interplay hereby grants to Snowblind a security interest in the Dark Alliance trademark to secure the investment and expected return of Snowblind and its licenses in the event of bankruptcy of Interplay. Eesh. You can trust Atari to look after the brand. <laughs> sure. Yeah, you can. <laughs> See you later. Oh, no. Oh, Atari, please. Oh, no. Um, there is a new game. Dark Alliance 3 was never made, but there is a new game called Dungeons & Dragons Dark Alliance, and it is a third-person action role-play game um, r- r- made by Wizards of the Coast and developed by the subsidiary Took Games. Took platforms when this yeah when it was released so. on pc and consoles in 2002 that was when they were originally going to release it but it was 2021 and i really wanted to look it's, it, it it looked really good but it's got mixed to average reviews oh. i don't know if you've seen it at all but no. it's you know no i can't say how. this guy here from ign travis norfolk he said in all my years <laughs> in all my years I've seldom years seen been shaking his fist at everyone <laughs> get off my lawn in all my years I've seldom seen anyone roll a critical failure quite like Dungeons and Dragons Dark Alliance <laughs> uh, I see what he did there which manages to take all the potential and turn it into a joyless labour that is mind numbingly repetitive deeply lacking in storytelling and absolutely overflowing with bugs oh, oh no dear. Yeah, so I, that's I, a shame. I don't know. I think looking forward to this new kind of edition. Um, I mean, you'd think. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kind of bring in a, a reference here that's quite topical at the moment. But Dungeons and Dragons is very, very kind of very much in the spotlight at the moment because yeah. of a, because of a certain Netflix show. Ladies and gentlemen, anyone yeah. know Stranger Things? Perhaps? <laughs> yeah, we heard yeah. of that. Maybe. <laughs> but that's like because of that. There's a lot more interest in it. Mm. Um, and I know for a fact we've got a lot of um, great guys and girls on, you know, following us and, and patrons, etc. And they're into kind of scene building and, and doing Dungeons and Dragons. I mean, it's, it's some of it's incredible. You know, you look at it; it's just like the, the, this kind of thought and time dedicated to it. That kind of brings you to the, the conclusion that surely someone, a studio or something, you know, someone preferably who's who knows the market and kind of has pumped out some decent games, mm. they're going to maybe pick up. And, yeah. And maybe create a newer version of like not it doesn't have to be a Baldur's Gate, um, but something you mm. know something RPG maybe RTS this kind of ilk, you know because I think yep. it would go down really quite well because you know you got a lot especially of people with who, the D and D brand behind you. Well, yeah, because Imagine you've got so. people who who may not you know they don't have the the funds or they don't have the time etc to get into proper D and D, and they but they want to kind of sample the universe. And, yeah, yeah. And I think that that there's a, if a studio can pick that up and make something quite, kind of original i think i think that would go a long way i've got to be honest yeah yeah. but you know it's, well, it's a big big thing at the moment isn't it? i tried to tweet out there about boulders gate and thought what would people view and if you if i if you ever talk about ps2 you tag in robin don't you mm-hmm. <laughs> so oh, yes you do yeah. he replied and he's got a, a ridiculous collection yeah, he's he? got an amazing collection and he's got yeah, a few he opinions about this he said here the first is a classic on the ps2 it has a great D feel to it and has some great enemies lots of replayability too Never found the second one as entertaining. Thought it went a bit too arcadey in style. Bard's Tale is also another one where we're playing on the PS2. There you go. Nice. I can, I can, I can completely accept that viewpoint, though. Yeah, fair but, play. You know. Steve Massart, uh, mm-hmm. 4V. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. He says, yes, fan here. I have these three. Although I r- r- 
realised I never actually played the second one. Bit of a niche memory, but the way the water trail divided behind you as you walked through was amazing. The equivalent <laughs> of ray-traced graphics back, back on the PS2. Oh, the water. And I feel like a right chump. I've cropped out. There's another game. I don't know what it is now. I, I've cropped out the name, but apparently I think it uses the engine, but I can't. I just got the, the top of the head. Some, oh, look, it looks vaguely familiar. Yeah. But yeah. Don't, don't crop it next time, basically. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! It's uh, I, I think it's part of that universe, but I can't remember yeah. the, the actual title. I'm yeah. kind of tempted to to get it. Um, Orange caution! I don't know why Orange caution is scared of oranges. Or um, <laughs> beware of those oranges! <laughs> Hello, mate. But he says haven't haven't played Dark Knights myself. Uh, oh, you know, haven't played Dark Knights, but myself and a few pals went through the original Baldur's Gate. Uh, and honestly, it's one of the best RPGs I ever played. And I don't say that lightly. There you go. Um, Yerok Hoogbringer sounds like a character from Dark Souls I was going to say there's, there's old MC Lighthammer again <laughs> yeah one thing that bugs me is that it ends on a cliffhanger and the sequels did not pick up where the first game left off yeah that it's good for what it is a valid complaint it is, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the mage girl outclasses the other two that's what he says uh, but here's a memory when the game first came, came out on PS2 I got so excited when I unlocked Dritz because I'm a huge nerd wow that he unlocked Dritz so he That's thought mad. about the drips. So he completed wow. on extreme difficulty. Me and him are not the same. <laughs> Bravo. Is that the Bravo. secret Twitter account? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I've got here Mark's Flow. He says it's a perfect card game. My brother and I avidly went through both parts and then all the games on this engine uh, that we could find. From Fallout to War in the North. Huh? Even in Diablo 2, there was no such graphics, not to mention the game ran at 60 FPS. Highly underrated games. Mm-hmm. Um, fair point very fair Tom Gentle just says aye the first one was ace nice Marbles and it's, it's at Marbs tweet said enjoyed one adored two I hope two is released re-released remastered soon it, it is. is there you go it go enjoy it it is Marbles um, Warren Fairbanks oh man we had this in the PS2 when I was at high school we played it a ton I think this is one of those games that still holds up well today. I agree, Warren. I think that was supposed to be, oh, man, not, oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Saiwan <laughs> uh, Wisser says, would love a third one. And no, not that garbage that came out last year. It doesn't count. <laughs> oh, no. So it can't, it can't be that good then. Oh, here we go. Yeah. Garbage. Uh, we've got Dark Alliance 1, Dark Alliance 2, and Champions of Norrith. I'm here, that's the one. That, yeah, that's, that's it. Champions that's of Norrith. Same engine. Um, I only wish we'd get a re-release of the latter two as well. There's also Champions Return to Arms. I'm very tempted to play those games as well. But there you go. That was our Dark Alliance journey. So thank you, John. You Thanks, opened, John. Now you do you remember? Now do you remember, John, whether you completed it or not? <laughs> Did you get, play two? He's going to yeah. now send you a great big long tweet about <laughs> all of his memories now we've done the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's fun. I liked it. It was, it was uh, nice. You know, it's RPG light in some ways, but it's also quite a deep game in others. It's pick up and play fun, right? It, I think it's one of those ones, easy to pick up, difficult to master, is what they, you know, one of those games. So the accessibility is pretty good. I think I think that probably goes faster, even if you're not like a big RPG fan, mm. like have a go, because it's not a classic RPG, is it? It's no. got a lot more, mm. and it just looks and feels and sounds great. So I, I enjoy them. Yes, I've got a few you know, ilks with the irk, should I say, with the second one, but they're good games. They're really good games. And um they're not fantastic rundowns. Not Clumbersome. Clumbersome is available. Clumbersome.com <laughs> available right now. Well got yeah, thanks for listening and we'll see you on the next pod. See you later. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We really hope you enjoyed it. You can tweet us at Arcade Attack UK. We're also on Facebook at Facebook.com slash arcade attack UK. Check out our website at arcadeattack.co.uk for lots more retro gaming goodness and to delve into our archives. Our podcasts are also available on Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, YouTube and Apple Podcasts. Please leave us a review and a rating, we'd really appreciate it. If you'd like to support Arcade Attack, please check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash arcadeattack, which will give you access to exclusive podcasts, interviews and other bonus content. So... Until next time, take care and we'll speak to you soon.